0: Welcome back to the Book Club Commune with me, your host, Ivy Poezy. Today we're going to be reading chapters 8, 9, and 10 of Concerning the Economic Problems of Socialism in the USSR by Joseph Stalin. This will be the last that we were reading of Concerning Economic Problems of Socialism in the USSR because chapter 10 is the last of it. And as you can probably tell from looking at it, this is a very short episode. It took around two minutes to read chapter 9 and another two minutes to read chapter 10. It's a very short work. I could have read this all in one day, except for recording makes my throat hurt, so I didn't. So anyway, let's get into the very last that we will be reading of concerning the economic problems of socialism in the USSR. Chapter 8 other questions. 1. Eco- extra economic coercion under feudalism. Of course, eco- extra economic coercion did pay, play a part in strengthening the economic power of the feudal landlords. However, not it, but the feudal ownership of the land was the basis of feudalism. 2. Personal property of the collective farm household it would be wrong to say as the draft textbook does that every household in a collective farm has its own has in personal use a cow small livestock and poultry actually as we know it is not in personal use but as personal property that the collective farm household has a cow small livestock poultry etc the expression in personal use has evidently been taken from the model rules of the agricultural artel but a mistake was made in the model rules of the agricultural artel. The Constitution of the USSI, which is drafted more carefully, puts it differently. Quote, Every household in a collective farm has as its personal property a subsidiary, husbandry on the plot, a dwelling house, livestock, poultry, and minor agricultural influence. Quote. That, of course, is correct. It would be well in addition to state more particularly that every collective farmer has his personal property from one to so many cows, depending on local conditions, so many sheep, goats, pigs, the number also depending on local conditions, and an unlimited quantity of poultry, ducks, geese, hens, and turkeys. Such detailed particulars are of great importance for our comrades abroad. We want to know what exactly has remained as the personal property of the collective farm household now that agriculture in our country has been collectivized. 3. Total rent paid by the peasants to the landlords, also total expenditure on the purchase of land. The draft textbook says that as a result of the nationalization of the land, the peasantry were released from paying rent to the landlords to total about 500 million rubles annually. It should be gold rubles. This figure should be verified because it seems to me that it does not include the rent paid over the whole of Russia, but only in the majority of the Russian gubernias. It should also be borne in mind that some of the border regions of Russia rent, of Russia rent was paid in kind, a fact which the authors of the draft textbook have evidently overlooked. Furthermore, it should be remembered that the peasants were released not only from the payment of rent, but also from the annual expenditure of the purchase of land. Was this taken into account in the draft textbook? It seems to me that it was not, but it should have been. 4. Coalescence of the Monopolies with the State Machine The word coalescence is not appropriate. It superficially and descriptively notes the process of merging of the monopolies with the state. But it does not reveal the economic import of this process. The fact of the matter is that the merging process is not simply a process of coalescence, but the subjugation of the state machine to the monopolies. The word coalescence should therefore be discarded and replaced by the words, subjugation of the state machine to the monopolies. Five, use of machines in the USSR. The draft textbook says that in the USSR, machines are used in all cases where where they economize the labor of society. That is by no means what what should be said. In the first place, machines in the USSR always economize the labor of society, and we accordingly do not know of any cases in the USSR where they have not economized the labor of society. In the second place, machines do not, not only economize labor, they also lighten the labor of the worker, and accordingly, in our conditions, in contradistinction to the conditions of capitalism, the workers use machines in the process of labor, with the great, greatest eagerness. It should therefore be said nowhere that nowhere are machines used so willingly as in the USSR, because they economized the labor of society and lightened the labor of the worker. And as there is no unemployment in the USSR, the workers use the machine in the natural, national economy with the greatest eagerness. 6. Living standards of the working class in capitalist countries. Usually, when speaking of the living standards of the working class, what is meant is only the standards of employed workers, not as not of what is known as the reserved army of unemployed. Is such an attitude to the question of the living standards of the working class correct? I think it's not. If there is a reserve army of unemployed whose members cannot live except by the sale of their labor power, then the unemployed ma- must necessarily form part of the working class. And if they do form part of the working class, then their destitute condition cannot but influence the living standards of the workers engaged in production. I therefore think that that, when describing the living standards of the working-class in capitalist countries, the condition of the reserve army of unemployed workers should also be taken into account. 7. National income. I think it absolutely necessary to add a chapter on national income to the draft textbook. 8. Should there be a special chapter in the textbook on Lenin and Stalin as the founders of of the political economy of socialism? I think that the chapter, The Marxist Theory of Socialism, Founding of the Political Economy of Socialism by V.I. Lenin and J.V. Stalin, should be excluded from the textbook. I think it is entirely unnecessary so as nothing and only colorlessly reiterates what has already been said in greater detail in earlier chapters of the textbook. As regards to the other questions, I make no remarks on the proposals of comrades Ostrovityanov Leon shepalov Shepilov, Giotowski, etc. End of chapter 8. Chapter 9. International Importance of a Marxist Textbook on Political Economy. I think that comrades do not appreciate the importance of, the, of a Marxist textbook on political economy as fully as they should. It is needed not only by our Soviet youth, It is particularly needed by communists and communist sympathizers in all countries. Our comrades abroad want to know how we broke out of capitalist slavery, how we rebuilt the economy of our country on socialist lines, how we secured the friendship of the peasantry, how we managed to convert the country, which was only so recently poverty-stricken and weak, into a rich and mighty country. What are the collective farms? Why, although the means of production are socialized, do we not abolish commodity production, money, trade, etc.? They want to know this, and much else, not out of mere curiosity, but in order to learn from us and to utilize our experience in their own countries. Consequentially, the appearance of a good Marxist textbook on political economy is not only of a political importance at home, but of great international importance. What is needed, therefore, is a textbook which might serve as a reference book for the revolutionary youth, not only at home, but also abroad. It must not be too bulky, because an over-bulky textbook cannot be a reference book, and is difficult to assimilate to master. But it must contain everything fundamental, relating both to the economy of our country, and to the economy of capitalism, and the colonial system. During the discussions, some comrades proposed the inclusion of a textbook in the textbook of a number of additional chapters, the historians on our history, the political scientists on politics, the philosophers on philosophy, the the economists on economics. But the effect of this would be to swell the textbook to unwieldy dimensions. That, of course, must not be done. The textbook employs the historical method to illustrate the problems of political economy, but that does not mean that we must turn the textbook on political political economy into a history of economic relations. What we need is a textbook of 500 pages, 600 at most, no more. This would be a reference book on Marxist political economy, an excellent gift to the young communists of all countries. Incidentally, in view of the inadequate level of Marxist development in the majority of communist parties abroad, such a textbook might also be of great use to communist cadres abroad who are no longer young. End of chapter 9. Chapter 10. Ways of Improving the Draft Textbook on Political Economy. During the discussion, some condra- comrades ran down the draft textbook, much too o- as- acidously berated its authors for errors and oversights, and claimed that the draft was a failure. That is unfair. Of course there are errors and oversights in the textbook. They are to be found in practically every big undertaking. But that, that as it may... The overwhelming majority of the participants of the discussion were nevertheless the, of the opinion that the draft might serve as the basis for the future textbook, and not only, ne- and only needed certain corrections and additions. Indeed, one only has to compare the draft with the textbooks on political economy already in circulation to see that the draft stands head and shoulders above them. For that, the authors of the draft deserve great credit. I think that in order to improve the draft textbook, it would be well to appoint a small committee, which would not only include, which would not, which would include not only the authors of the textbook and not only supporters but also opponents of the majority of the participants in the discussion, out-and-out critics of the draft textbook. It would also be well to include the committee, uh, in the committee a competent statistician to verify the figures and to supply additional statistic material for the draft, as well as a competent jurist to verify the accuracy of the formulations. The members of the committee must be temporarily relieved of all of their work and should be well provided for, so that they might devote themselves entirely to the textbook. Furthermore, it it would be well to appoint an editorial committee of, say, three persons, to take care of the final editing of the textbook. This is necessary also in order to achieve the unity of style, which unfortunately the draft textbook lacks. Time time limit for presentation of the finished textbook to the Central Committee one year. J. Stalin, february first, nineteen fifty two. End of chapter ten End of Concerning the Economic Problems of Socialism in the USSR by Joseph Stalin. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Book Club Commune, and I hope you enjoyed this work. Just for a quick second, I'm going to keep reading a little bit of Stalin. I'm going to be reading Dialectical and Historical Materialism by Stalin just because I'm in the mood to read it, and it's been a long time since I've read it. And if I'm going to read it, I might as well record it. It's like 40 pages, so it's going to be very short as well. So, it's not going to take a whole lot of time to read it, and as soon as we're done with that, we're going to jump right back into Mao with his critiques of this current book concerning the economic problems of socialism in the USSR. And then I'm going to be reading uh, Where Do Correct Ideas Come From, and then two more short works, and then On Guerrilla Warfare by Mao. And then we're going to be done with Mao, and then we're most likely going to be moving on to Hammer and Ho, and we're going to be reading that for a good while, I think. But for now, thank you for listening, please like and share, solidarity forever, and keep on reading.